morning, everybody. For those that don't know you, as Michelle said, my name is Ron Owens. Uh, I've been a member of this church for 35 or 40 years. I don't remember exactly because I'm 76 years old. And that's excuse enough. Uh, I'm normally every Sunday morning down at the end of the hall uh, keeping an eye on our youth, making sure that they're well protected and safe. Uh, so I haven't been here in the pulpit for a while. So uh, some of you have heard me speak before. I'm surprised you're here. <laughs> a lot of you uh, haven't heard me speak before. Maybe you won't be here next time I do. Uh, when the pastor asked me to fill in for him, uh, he gave me an option. He said, one, you can pick a topic of your own if you want to, or you're welcome to continue in the series that he's currently doing, which is the uh, uh, Tell Me a Story series. So we looked at the parable together, and, and I thought, that's pretty good. I think maybe I will just continue in the series the pastor was doing and see what it has to say with me. And... Uh, the title of this one was Thank You, Jesus, and it deals with the parable of the un... Excuse me. i got to put my glasses on so I can see my notes and the Bible. The unforgiving debtor. So let's begin by reading these passages. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me seven times. Now it's interesting that rabbis taught at that point in time in in Israel that you should forgive someone who offends you or a debtor three times. But then after that, you were free to take whatever action you wanted, which could be pretty severe at times. Peter said seven times. And the reason he did was he was trying to be extremely generous because seven was a perfect number in the Hebrew culture. And the reason? Because God created the earth and on the seventh day he rested. So seven is considered a perfect number. So he said seven times. You know, interestingly, I can, I could remember to forgive somebody three times. You know, my memory's not good, but it's, I can handle three. I could even handle seven. But you know what Christ said? No, not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. That's 490 times. Now, I don't know about you, but I couldn't remember 490 times. By the time I got to seven or eight or nine, I would be going, I don't know how many times I've forgiven this person now. So, But what Christ was saying was basically, it's always forgiveness. Let's continue with this parable. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned to pay the debt which was legal under Israel's law. But the man fell down before the master and begged him, please be patient with me and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him and he released him and forgave his debt. 
But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor couldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. This is what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Tough teaching. So what's this parable tell us? Excuse me just a minute. The glasses I grabbed off the table are not powerful enough. Let's try these, see if I can see a little better. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Okay, basically, this parable of the unforgiving debtor was about a servant. He owed a lot of money, and he couldn't pay it. And he faced punishment because of that. He begged for some more time, and he received mercy. It's also about the master of this person, who when he heard the men's begging for mercy, he said, he was filled with pity, and he said, I will forgive this debt. Then it's about this servant again, who went out to someone that owed him a little bit of money and demanded payment instantly. When that person begged for mercy, he refused and had him thrown in prison and punished. And then it's about the master again, who learned what had transpired. He angrily confronted the servant, and then he punished him severely. Why? For his lack of compassion, for his lack of mercy on the other servant. Now, what's Christ really telling us in this parable? Number one, I know that Christ paid for all of my sins. Uh, Did you ever stop and think, I know I have a number of times, about how many sins that might be? Well, I told you, I'm 76 years old. There's 365 days in a year, and if I only sin once every day, that's 27,740 sins that he forgave me. I'll be honest with you, I can't count that high. I can't even imagine a number that big. And that's only if I only sin once a day. Trust me. I know I sin a lot more than once a day. I have evil thoughts. I have hurtful thoughts. People offend me. Uh, somebody cuts me off in traffic. I don't get the order from the from McDonald's that I asked for. Uh, somebody says something about me. Uh, I probably sin a lot more than once a day. So that 27,000, almost 28,000 starts becoming... 56,000, 100,000 times, 
it goes, it, it goes on and on. To, it becomes a number I can't comprehend anymore. So I know Christ has forgiven me all of that. He paid that price on the cross for me. So what does my response need to be? Shouldn't I be Christ-like or try to be Christ-like? Do I try to respond in the way Christ would respond to someone? Or do I respond in anger? Christ died on the cross for my sins. I'm not dying on a cross to forgive somebody else a slight. (laughs) I mean, the comparison is ridiculous. All it takes for me is to just shut the anger down and forget it. Sounds like a simple, simple lesson, doesn't it? Christ's lessons are usually pretty simple. Where we get into trouble is how do I implement Christ's direction in my life? So now we're going to turn the corner a little bit and I'm going to get a lot more personal with you. Not with your person, but with my person. I know what kind of a person I am. I spent half of my life being a tough-minded, tough-visioned manager in a large corporation. The thing I learned in the military was you always start out tough on people and then get friendlier later. So my visage when walking around the plant was one of intimidation. And I was told that I had a very intimidating countenance about me. I could get right up into people's personal space with a frown on my face. My kids have told me this. I am pretty good at intimidating people, and I've done that half my life. Then I gave my life to Christ. How do I change that vision? How do I start becoming something that's more acceptable? I'll tell you. I spent a lot of time praying. I pray that to God to help me forgive others. I pray to God to help me forgive myself. And prayer helps. But I'm the kind of person that needs a crutch also. In my life, I've been on crutches multiple times. I've had arms in slings multiple times. I have a cane at home that I occasionally have to use to get around. I'm wearing a canting brace on this right knee right now to help me walk a little bit pain-free. I got a patch on this eye. Been there for five months, maybe there for a little longer. So I know that I need physical crutches, but I also need spiritual crutches. I need help beyond just praying. I've got to come up with some answers on how can I, how can I do this thing that Christ depicted so simply and it is very simple to do I've just got to be able to forgive people I've been here to be able to forgive myself a couple weeks ago I was very honored to be asked to perform the funeral service for a very sweet and caring lady who was 99 years old I'd known her for almost 10 years never saw her without a smile on her face Now, I know in 99 years, you get hurt a lot. But you couldn't see that hurt on her face. 
the minute you walked up to her, this big beaming smile broke out, and she was smiling at you. She had a reputation from everybody I talked to at the funeral and before of being such a great helping hand. She was the go-to person in four generations. If somebody was having trouble potty training an infant, guess what? They sent the infant to Marie for a while. And within a week or so, taken care of. She opened her home to numerous extended relatives that stayed with her. She just had a caring and giving heart. But the thing that everybody commented on standing up at the funeral was that beautiful beaming smile on her face. What I've learned is that a smile can be a crutch. Some years ago when this first finally occurred to me, uh, something would happen and the anger would start to build. I learned to start smiling. And you know, you can't be angry and smile at the same time. It's physically impossible. (laughs) It's amazing what a smile on your face will do. It takes the anger out of your heart. So that's the crutch that I'm sure God directed me to that. <laughs> it never occurred to me on my own. But that's all it takes. It takes prayer, asking God to help you forgive others. It takes prayer, asking God to help you forgive yourself. Because when we don't forgive ourselves, you know what happens? We've got bruises on our soul. One of the toughest things I struggle with is forgiving myself. Because I shouldn't have done some of those things I did. But if I can't forgive myself, those bruises and scabs stay on my soul. One of my favorite hymns is, It is well with my soul. And that's what I strive to do every day, is how can I get to the point where my soul doesn't feel bruised, broken, and scabbed because you feel so good when it is well with your soul. That's what I thank Jesus for. It's giving me those abilities to find a way to get to where it is good with my soul. So all I can tell you today is my advice. I know what works for me. Feel free to copy it if you want to. But it is so easy to greet every harshness in life with a smile. Trust me, all it takes is a little bit of discipline. Not a lot, otherwise I wouldn't be able to do it. But when I feel the anger starting, I just smile. And it's amazing, the anger just floats away. And the other nice thing about that, I shouldn't say it's nice. The other thing about that is if it's a face-to-face confrontation, that smile usually upsets the other person. <laughs> because they're, they're, they're interested in getting, getting it on in a fight. And all I'm interested in doing is making sure it is well with my soul. So that's what I've got to share with you today about the parable of the unforgiving servant. We must be forgiving servants because our master paid too big a price 
to give us this opportunity to save our souls. So for that, I say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for making it well with my soul. Would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day that you've given us. Lord, we praise you for all the blessings you shower in our lives. Lord, our lives have been full of harshness at times, but they've also been full of love. Help us to focus on the love that we see in our lives. Help us to mask that harshness with a forgiving heart and with a smile, knowing what our ultimate outcome will be, Lord, that we will be in heaven with you. And that there will come a time when there's no more pain here on earth, it will be pure joy and celebration in heaven. Lord, we cannot ask any more than that of you because you have already paid an ultimate price for us. We thank you, God. We thank you in Jesus' holy name. Amen.